Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I'm Tim Bolin. I'm Sleeps in McGee. Jesus. What's your real name? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Dinsper. I'm GJC. Not my real name, though. <laughs> and we are, as always, massive nerds. All right, we've got a really weird episode coming, apparently. Um, uh, we're going to be discussing the latest shows that are out. Um, I know that we did some of this last week, but we're going to catch up more now on Miss Marvel, um, The Boys this time, and I believe we're all caught up on Obi-Wan. Is that correct? I don't know. Sure. We saw the fifth episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. Obviously there's the customary, how you doing, what you watching, what you playing. I'm going to add what you're reading. If there's anything you're reading that you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. Words. Eat. Incredibly boring. Oh, you know what I, I do? I read YouTube sometimes. Sometimes it's muted and I just, it <laughs> captioned. <laughs> Those are words. Uh, I am oh. reading water for elephants. Oh, are you? Yes, over the course of many, many months and many breaks between. Okay, okay. Anybody watching anything new other than what we're going to talk about? And the Orville? Uh, nope. All right, all right. Um, really. I playing Fortnite, Stardew. Nothing crazy that we're watching. I'm, I'm reading. I am reading my comic books now again. Um, I just read Doomsday Clock, uh, which is a sequel to um, uh, Watchmen, which uh, is uh, very good. Anybody who reads comics, um, uh, Watchmen has been said to be one of the, if you don't read comics, read Watchmen, you'll enjoy it. It reads kind of like a novel, which is very true. And Doomsday Clock uh, does read similar it's by grant morrison so it, it reads a little different um it jumps around in in time and everything like that but it it kind of takes uh the events of watchmen and then our universe and brings like superman batman all those people into it as well so there's it's, it's cool it's really unique and, and fun so if you're reading that if you read comics i would say give it a shot um it, it's long but it, it doesn't read like it's long other than that i'm not doing too much new or or crazy or anything out there other than, you know, Stardew, which is crazy as it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to want to have the most to say about Miss Marvel. So we'll save that. One, oh, I have, I've, uh, I've been playing pocket. something. I've been playing huh? something that just came oh. out yesterday. Oh, that you guys should all get. You've been playing. Oh, I know what you get. I got Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> you, get? you got it on the switch. I got it on switch. It's, it, do you know how many people can play together? Six, no, six. six people can play that game together. I'll get it on the Switch. Plus, and you, don't, to... you don't, you know, like if you have like a bunch of people, like you don't need the both Joy Cons. You could play it like just with a single one, literally just four buttons. And extra. Well, yeah. you, there's some left and right, but you know, there's enough keys on that tiny little thing to be able to play it. It's like an arcade, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. old school Basham Turtles in Time. Dude, oh man. There's a great shout out. I put it on Twitter. Is that one of the levels is called Big Apple 3 p.m. instead of Big Apple 3 a.m. It's Big Apple 3 p.m. Like, and it's like them during the day in the Big Apple as opposed to the episode from Turtle, the, you know, the one from Turtles in Time. So I was like, I, I literally laughed out loud when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> that was like good reference. 
is it cross platform? That's a great question. It is not cross platform, unfortunately. Uh, uh, more things would be uh, the uh, game would better be more. It would be awesome if everything. Was Nintendo has a sale on it actually, though, in the Nintendo eStore. I think if you buy it before in the next like five nine days or next ten days or so, it's going to be twenty percent off. So I bought it for like pretty cheap. It's a, and it's an e one, so it's a little bit cheaper than a physical copy. Because the physical copy for Switch and for a lot of consoles don't come out until August. So oh. it's a small game, to, like file. It's less than a gigabyte. Nice. Less nice. than a gigabyte. It downloaded in like five minutes. That is nice. definitely something I will be getting. You guys get for it. Sure. Well, let's play it. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm not wearing my turtle shirt as as which I think it's made by the same people customer. who also made the Scott Pilgrim arcade game, the Bash em Up nice. game that we used to play. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Me and George talked about uh, classic side scrollers like a little bit ago and about our our woes with like, was that last week? Which must have been just off cam while Tim was doing something. Like, it was, we were talking about like, I I have fond memories of like being in the arcade, like, my quarters eat. Like, like, like planning, like, to spend quarters only on turtles in time. And I did, what with my friends, we had like, we had like $10 Mm -hmm. devoted entirely. To Turtles in Time, and we made it all the way to the end versus Shredder, <laughs> and they were all out of quarters, and just me as Raphael, like, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> and like, it was so sad. So I'm down those, to do a little Turtles. Those games ate. Those games just yeah, ate quarters like, all day long. Yeah, and oh, same yeah. thing, like, what is it called? Um, the Simpsons also, we were talking about. Those are like yeah. the three big ones, right? The, the Turtles Simpsons, in yeah. Time, The Simpsons, Simpsons, and then the X-Men, man. The X-Men. Yeah, oh. yeah X-Men. With, it, with, it, the, it, with, the, with the juggernaut and like, <laughs> like oh my god that's kind of die. <laughs> the original welcome to die Wendigo yeah. yeah. go and rescue yeah. Kitty from the cave oh god <laughs> and that was like the, the, it was drawn in that old style of um of X-Men like the one from that original yeah. cartoon film the pride yeah. of uh, X-Men or whatever because it had Dazzler in it as one of the yes it had Dazzler it was... in it and Kitty was the Jubilee god. character Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, Colossus is part of the regular team, and then like, the, the, and then like the 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 Wolverine had a, like a, a Australian accent, which is kind of a weird foreshadow to it being Hugh Jackman for many years. Oh, right! It was weird. Oh I was like, God, Wolverine. Why does Wolverine have an Australian accent? I remember watching it the first time and thinking that shit right there. <laughs> weird. I, did you guys ever play a uh, Golden Axe or, or whatever? Of course. Called? I was a oh, good Golden one too. Axe. I, I played that one a lot. That was one of they my favorite games. I, I, the first games I ever got on PC was Golden Axe. Yeah. It took uh, yeah, three discs to install and then one disc to play. Dude, sorry, random connection. Anyone who's seen the movie Antlers? It's like a semi horror movie that's been out recently and it's HBO. I've heard of it. And basically, it's like a based off of uh, a Native American type thing, and the thing is uh, a Wendigo. And the whole time in my head, I'm just like Wendigo. <laughs> we didn't we like get that, I have that on my uh, on my old Xbox, and we would just sit there and like yeah through it when you don't have to worry about money and and or lives you, you get through the whole game in 25 minutes like yeah, it's, yeah. it's not that long maybe not that quickly but yeah pretty quick like it an was hour pretty fast. Minutes. it was 25 well minutes. i mean the idea really? is that you could sit through yeah, it Jesus. and like you just one play through and, just and there's no way to attack. it's funny because there's it's like a lost it's fun you know because we're all a bunch of nerds it's funny to see how like game evolution goes from like the arcade 
house to like the the home console to like where it is now where it's like online and mobile like it's a really strange trip that video games have taken and how the market has moved and how these different changes and where you're playing the game have changed how they have to tweak it financially also on the business end of it right and how that now just shapes how gaming the gaming direction is like the money part of it like how do we keep continuing making money off of this thing and like that, that seems to be uh, interesting to see, like, drive of it. Arcade. Now yeah, it's just, I miss arcades, man. I kind of do, too, so, in a strange way. I know it's weird to say, because I don't know if I'm spending the same, like, relative amount of money in arcade that I am from a home console to a free-to-play mobile game now. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like... I mean, over time... If you're, like... If you're talking about, like, one game... Let's, like, if you compare it to, like, one game, like, you go... Uh, pretended like the X Men arcade was like sixty bucks to get it on a console. Do you think you spent sixty bucks playing the X Men game in an arcade? Oh, I think we spent way more than sixty dollars playing it in an arcade than you easily. would at home buying it one time. Yeah, because you have you know, to go. Like you said, there's no save. Bucks. How many times <laughs> did you do that though? Like many a times. couple. Yeah, dozen many times. times. Yeah, the Simpsons. Yeah. The way to, they were the way to make some money back in the day. I mean, you know, on video games. Now it's all home consoles and everything. Yeah. And they can only get you for one time now. Like you know, what I'm saying, you, like, like the console problem was they could only get you pretty much that one time. And then there was the advent of things like oh. DLC, kind of, so you could and get some more. And now it's just like microtransactions to win. Yeah, yeah, it's like microtransactions. <laughs> no, no, either you live long, you're either, what is it? You either uh, live long enough to, to die, or you, lived, uh, you die here, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, yeah. That's no, to see yourself become EA. Yeah. EA Games, yeah, that's, <laughs> my, that's, my, that's my first quote, dude. I, like, oh, I don't no. know if that's anyone else's coin that, but that is so true. I said that once here. I keep saying that. I said that once, so I said true. that in GJC's chat, and everyone was like... Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, right. sorry for a little a little sidetrack down memory lane. So, yeah. um, let's. Uh, I think we can start off with uh, with Obi Wan uh, sure. in the last few episodes because we went over a few of them. I don't even remember because uh, Dan was not caught up when we last went over it. If I recall, I do not recall. Um, yeah, so we uh, there's five episodes out now, and it has come to it's come to a head uh, with finally you know what's what's happening in in the plot and the story of you know the the Empire uh, or Vader chasing uh, Obi Wan across the galaxy um, and kind of using Leia as bait um, to 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 get there and then the the big revelation of uh this episode of episode 5 um uh if have you seen it Dan? Yes. No, it's okay. Oh my god. Just go. It's okay. I don't I it's okay. Just go. All right. I'll do it. You said do it. Um I'm the, saying do it. The big revelation of this episode was that um the third sister was in the room as one of the younglings when Anakin came and stormed the Jedi temple and killed all the younglings in the area. So what's his name? Obi-Wan finds this out, you know, using the force. Cause you could just do anything with the force these days. Um, and, uh, and they, you know, have this little mini plot to use 
I guess Obi-Wan is bait, sort of, to lure Vader to try and have the third sister kill him. And, um, you know, needless to say, obviously it doesn't work. So that's this is it, it's going to tie me into a, a much larger Star Wars conversation, a much larger prequel conversation, whether it's Star Wars or not. Um, but I will try not to derail it too far is when things like these start to happen with prequels of a show or a movie of something that we already know what, like where it goes in the end, there's that little bit of me that just is like, I, there's no stakes, you know, like I already know what's going to happen now. If it's done well and it's an interesting story, I want to hear it and I, I will enjoy learning it. Um, and this one had that potential, um, and it made it kind of interesting for me and I was intrigued. I liked hearing it, you know, it was, it was, uh, um, a wonderful performance, uh, of, of, uh, Reva, is that her name? Reva, the third sister, uh, by Moses Ingram, uh, all the way up until the end there. And, and so it's, it's, you know, a good story. Um, but it just, it, it, nothing against Really, nothing even really against the writing and, and anything. It's just yeah, it's it, it, the intrigue. It's the slight predictability there. of it too. Do you know what I'm saying? There, it's like it's not like you didn't see it coming because they do a, a lot of foreshadowing. Of this isn't her. the first time they've been stuck like this before, yeah. and they will mm-hmm. be again at again, some point because I mean, that's the problem uh, with the prequel, right? That's what they do. They they want to like fill in these gaps, and it's like you know that nothing like, for example, uh, you know, I, I thought it was great, um, but it, it's when when Darth Vader brings out whatever those flammable crystals sets them afire, brings Obi-Wan to burn him like how he did him, I'm like, oh, cool, but I know nothing bad is going to happen to Obi-Wan and that he's going to be fine because he's fine in episode four, A New Hope. So it's like the constantly little reminders like that, and it's too bad they can't just like say this is an alternate, you know, reality or universe or something, you know, multiverse. Uh, uh, like, it, it, it's, it, it, it takes away a lot, like, from an already kind of <clears throat> watered-down subject matter, and it's a little bit of a shame. Um, yeah. I, I, I wish they would kind of, like, un, uh, unleash themselves and, like, allow them to do things that, you know, or alternate realities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, um, I I really wish that would be, it would just be so much better for the writers, the fans. Um, I, but, you know, here we are, and this is what they're chosen to do, so. Yeah, it, it suffers it from the same dilemma of, of equals, especially. is like... How how deeply are you invested? In in, in 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 a way, it's smarter because it's Obi Wan. It's a character we recognize, so we already are kind of invested already, regardless of it. But the problem is, is like due to the fact that we know the ultimate long story of it all. There's like there's there's missing that like suspension of disbelief because or that like in the moment feel of it. You know, it's like what are the stakes really? Like we all know Luke and Layla end up okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the stakes yeah. of it? We all know by the end of the day, Layla goes back to her her, her home planet, you know, and becomes yeah. who she comes. So, same thing with Luke. What? You, there is no, there is no real fear of quote unquote danger of it not working out because we already know. So, in the way, it loses that like investment that you would normally have at the stakes of the show, and that's the problem totally. with all prequels, and especially 
Rogue One. <laughs> sure, sure. Or you're I like, I don't want to get attached to these people because I know what's up. <laughs> Rogue One is kind of a slight opposite. You know everyone's effed, so you like don't care as much even. I feel about the same way about all the people on Aldera. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like they're gonna be the future the uh, leader of this great uh, country. Oh, oh my god, this is terrible. Um, uh, them, can we tell them, them they should die. probably move on? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for them. Um, yeah, so right. the, it, it is. I will say this: like, I'm, I'm still entertained overall. Oh by yeah, Obi-Wan. sure. I, I think it's, it's a fun show. You know, I, I like the. Like the Obi Wan character progression, like to see from where he was to where he is, like it's he's it's good. Like you can see him kind of ch- slowly changing, and and you know it's been ten years, and he's dealing with a lot of stuff, and he's re you know reintroducing himself to the Force and caring about people. Apparently, he just stopped caring about people at one point, which was interesting choice. Um, but it, you know, so that's that part of the story is 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 pulling me along and i'm enjoying that and the acting around him like i do you know there's again spoilers dan i'm sorry like you know you lose some characters in this episode and and that to me like you know i I was like oh man like i liked that character i thought that it would be awesome if they were still here it's more interesting to kind of see what happens to the side characters than it is because we know what's going to happen to you know, the main two characters. Um, that being said, like on, on this whole, you know, conversation is like, there's, it would have been more interesting for me had they done something wasn't centered around Vader, you know, it, the third sister, maybe not centered around them. I really do enjoy them as, as like a uh, antagonists and, and, and that whole like religion part of it with the third sisters and brothers and all that stuff. I think that's interesting. Um, but like, if you do a more like Mandalorian type show where it's kind of like a side adventure of Obi-Wan's that really has no impact on the main story anyway, but it has an impact on these side characters lives, you know, where he's off on some other planet, yeah. not interacting with a, with another main character. He's interacting with some made up person and his interaction with them and how he helps them or they help mm-hmm. him kind of change his point of view. I think that would have landed a little bit more because there could be stakes. You'd be, he'd be talking to people and you're like, Oh man, what's going to happen with that person? Oh, what's going to happen with this person? Like the yeah. antagonist of the this show, very... will they live? Will they die? We know that no, no conflict resolution happens in this show because of how their face off one goes in four. So, you yeah. know, I, I'm still enjoying it, but there's just, I wonder if there was that, that discussion, you know, away. at the, at the beginning of this film or not this film, but the show, they were just starting to brainstorm. I wonder if there was a, this decision, you know, there had to be, and I wonder whose call it was, you know, like, is this a creative issue that like somebody creatively decided to bring back these characters or was it like a higher up was like, yo, you need to bring Vader. No, you need Luke and you need Layla. Leia. Or Leia, sorry. You, you call her Layla. 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 Call her Layla. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Taranga. Um, like the is it an executive decision money, or money, is it a creative money. decision? It's all about money, man. They just it, who's yeah. marketable? Who can we put on screen and make more money off of? The, and this is not the to most say I did villain like, of all time is Darth Vader, so they're going to put him in there. Yeah, it's not and, to say I don't enjoy the acting. Like I, I, I got a kick out of you know we were talking about the young child actress playing. Yeah, um, playing her. Like I really enjoyed her take on the character, and then also. Like I got a kick out of seeing Hayden 
and he, you know there's like yeah. this is actually like this is not just him in a tank this is like Hayden actually doing something on screen with um Ewan and it's it's fun to see that dynamic yeah. kind of, I didn't know how much I like, sort of missed it and like the boastfulness and the playfulness between the relationship that has it and there's there's so many years that I think was explored between them that we got some people got to watch on like Clone Wars but didn't quite see that that side of him um and due to the shortness of the live action films right yeah oh it's hard this, I, is, yeah. this is more for like the people like there's a there's a, a few scenes in here and some of the earlier ones where it's more for the people who didn't really watch the clone wars you know what i mean so they kind of fill in yeah. like an overlap of what happened during order 66 and the side side stuff of that and pre and like there's there's a bunch of interesting little scenes in five that I, that I did enjoy and, and liked, especially with Hayden Christensen. Um, I want to know on the, on like a weird side note is like, when is it Hayden in the suit and when is it not? Cause he's not always in the suit. Right. I just, am like, Oh, is that him walking? Is it not? Oh, it's cool. I feel like you for know, a lot of the, kinda cool that he's wearing it. He from, wore it in episode three. From what too, I heard was, a lot of the, the larger stunts where he's actually having to move around like lightsaber action is as the stunt double but like yeah, I mean, a lot of the sense. the big shots of him walking sweeping along is supposed to be you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah because be cool. it's hard it's it, that's a lot i'm sure that's a lot of extra stuff that he's carrying you have to move around like and coordinate and not be able to see very well probably and it's like you better yeah. leave that to the professionals <laughs> than try to swing off and like hit you and mcgregor in the head or some shit i don't know I mean, I'm intrigued to see what happens in this last episode. Like, I, I, you know, they, they got me. They got me. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know how they wrap it up. You know, that that's overall a, a, a TV, a miniseries like this. It's like you want to know how it ends and how it comes. Like, what is the ending? You know what I mean? We know where it goes, but it's not going to go right up to the moment that we see Ben in on Tatooine with Mark Hamill. You know, it's not leading right up to there. So where do they stop the story? What point is a good point to jump off from? Are, is there going to be another season to do more story? Like, you know, th I'm intrigued at that part of it. But, you know, it, uh, you know, again, this was more uh, last week's conversation of, of the oversaturation and everything. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes and, and, and go from there. Any, any other thoughts before we move on to the boys? Um, I will say there was, uh, I think there's always been a small disconnect between the Clone Wars, uh, Anakin and the Anakin we see on screen, uh, yeah. slash this one. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's different. Um, uh, it's a bigger disconnect in my opinion than the one between the Obi-Wan, the different versions of Obi-Wan. Um, it, it's just, it, it kind of feels, I, <sighs> I mean, obviously, in many ways, I prefer the Clone Wars version of Anakin. Uh, it, it's a little more yeah. streamlined, and there's not as much... Um, there's not as much character development. Uh, it's definitely there, but there's not as much, like, deep dives. And in a way, that's kind of nice. We just kind of see him basically being awesome. And, like, a, a nice big reminder as to how much he gave a shit, and how in a way, great. I mean, he was a, he wasn't, I mean, look, you could, if you're going to say he was a Jedi Knight, then you have to basically say that like the Jedis at this point weren't doing what they should have been doing. They were soldiers in a war at this yeah. point. 
and there should never have been. We established uh, but, that from that Star Wars. But as a, so, that was but as a soldier in a war, uh, Anakin was the most devoted of all and a great one. And he, like, uh, uh, even more so contributing to him becoming Darth Vader. Um, and I don't... <sighs> I don't know. I guess I just never really care for the, like the, the huge distinction, but it's there for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. It's there to remind us that he was doing what he what what we what he thought was good and what everyone else thought was good, and he believed in it, and he yeah. was good at it. You know, arguably better than anyone else at that point. Um, uh, he was a really a good general, decisions. and like yeah. And like, that's the thing about like the idea of like, yeah, we talk about the Jedi Knights becoming soldiers and stuff like that. But like, um, one of the things you, I think you see in distinction with, um, like typical commanders versus Jedi Knights and maybe even more so with Anakin is that they do fight alongside their, their foot soldiers, you know, like it's not, not every, there are some Jedis who don't, who are more of a, you know, general style and they don't get into it, but you see it repeatedly with Anakin. If anything, Anakin is more likely to like try something daring or a death suicide mission before he sends in like a squad of clones, you know, like he's there, like he, he lives for the action. He wants to be the tip of the spear because in a way it's probably his, like his need for victory, but also his like control factor of like needing to be the one to have the ball in his hand. And in many ways that makes like the most inspirational of leaders, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, yeah, that's what made him a great general. That's probably why he had this inclination to, to go towards the dark side is because he was good at what he did when that was freaking dominating, you know, like that's, <laughs> yeah. What it's more can it's you an say? interesting question. Like, do you think that his trajectory would have been different if he had undergone Jedi training, not during wartime? Like, would he have a become as powerful B gone to the dark side? Like what would have happened? Like there would have, you know, Qui-Gon would still be alive and still like, would they've even allowed him to take a, a you know, another, uh, uh, Padawan. Yeah. And like, it, it's an interesting point of view. Like if this had taken place just a few years earlier and let him grow up right before the war, you know, like before all that happening and, and really done it, Maybe we wouldn't have Darth Vader, you know, and and I think personally he would have just left the order. Um, maybe not necessarily turned to the dark side. Maybe started like an order of his own, where you don't have to like do all these ridiculous rules that the Jedi impose, and maybe wouldn't have been such an evil person. <laughs> uh, I think he would have been mad. <laughs> Sam would have still I, I, driven him mad. I mean, no, he still would have been like, "This is still bullshit." Because to be to be honest, the Jedi's rules are kind of bullshit, uh, and like celibacy really part probably just did not uh, work for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I'm sure it doesn't work for a lot of it. And to be honest, like I bet you his his faction or whatever would have drained them Jedi's dry. Like a lot of them would be like, "Oh man, I can still like." do some good and be with a lady or someone I would like to be with. Yes, please. Like peace. Right. Like, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's kind of what I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So again, you know, the, the nice part and the downside about star Wars is we could talk about star Wars forever. Uh, there was a funny scene where Hayden's like fighting him. And Smirch is, hasn't seen that part. There's, I don't know if you saw that part. They, where they're fighting and doing the the yeah, the uh, training the, scene, the training scene, and he's like, he's like, um, 
he says like like it's over master like when he's got down it's which is the same thing it's like a good it's over anakin it's over yeah. anakin you know like instead of yeah. it's over anakin it's good Dan, you should you should watch five. It has it has a lot more interesting parts in it that uh, I'm gonna finish it. You know, yeah, I mean, really I, I look. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, Ewan McGregor is Obi Wan is great. Yeah, and I fantastic. I lost well, I watched on, a lot guys. of the pro- promotional material between the two of them. Um, there's one where they like like saying you know giving opinions on things, and there's like one of them was just like. I think the prequels are underrated, and they're both like strongly agree. <laughs> I saw that. The, was it a lab um, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It was great. You know, I mean, it was clear, and it was clear like these guys had gone through. You know, they made a couple movies together, and were you know, in on good terms. And I mean, it was good to just. <laughs> it was good to see Hayden Christensen like smile and laugh like genuinely. I. I do he, feel he for him. Older, whereas, yeah. like, Ewan McGregor looks almost right. the same. Right. I did Holy notice that. Shit. Well, you know, I mean, he, I would say that, you know, the, the people, you know, it, it, he had it rough. I mean, you know, he got a lot of hate. Um, and it wasn't all his fault. And it wasn't a great acting, uh, but it wasn't great directing either. Uh, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, Aiden Christensen can act, and if anyone questions that, go see the movie called Life as a House. And if you, it, it's he's good in that movie, and that was around that time of those movies. And it was right before, I think three. Even I mean, it, it's it, it's a good. He's a good actor, dude. I mean, granted, he was much better directing, and he was doing acting exercises with Kevin Klein of all people. Well, and he had like um, a regular real director. George Lucas is right. not a director. Well, George Lucas didn't even direct the second two, did he? Yeah, he directed all three prequels. Oh, no. Yeah, all the prequels. He did not do... All of them? I think so. I think so. I, I, I could be wrong, but I know that he he stepped away from the helm after New Hope, and Irving Kirshner took over, and I believe he directed all three of the prequels. I don't know. Okay. First two, at least. Um, all right. Well, that is confirmed. I am going to move us along. Yep. You are correct. Yeah, I'm going to move us along to The Boys. Yeah. Um, well. Season three. Three? Yep. Yes. Nope, four. Wait. Four. 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 Whatever. The newest season of The Boys. <laughs> um, spoilers ahead. And there is a lot of just horrible things that happen in this season. Um, I feel like visually, I to, everything I have to say about this season, I basically could have said about previous seasons and that's not a slight. It's just, they've, they've, they're keeping it up and you're just like, what the fuck man? Yeah. Like, ah. I'm not going to go into details because nobody needs those things described to them. Um, it's it, there was a lot. The, the, I think it's the first episode, and you're just like, "Oh, oh dear lord!" Um, uh, but uh, for overall, I think uh, we've got you know, it's it's for, since the beginning. I read the comics and I've loved them. I, I did stop reading them because at the time I wasn't looking for something that was overly political and preachy. And it kind of started to become that the further into the series that it went. I just don't think I appreciated it. Now that's like the most interesting part of this show is this, this chess game, this, uh, between, you know, Vought international between the boys and between like the soups themselves. Like it's this whole 
it's it's everything and it, it becomes it, it it's coming to a head uh, this entire season you can just feel like you're so much closer to some shit going down now in the first episode you don't have anything you have some wild things but you don't have a whole lot that like really sits heavily politically i think it's the second episode where you st- where where you finally get to see what we've all been kind of wanting for they did it they teased it in season three where homelander just kind of loses his shit in yeah. season three and like zaps a whole crowd of people and oh. it's like i'm done and it was amazing and then it turns out it was all in his head and now he, you're kind of getting these moments of him slipping further and further into like i am i don't give a shit like i'm the most powerful thing on this planet fuck you guys i'm gonna do whatever i want and like he actually had like a little outburst and everything on television and it creates this huge hiccup and like you know everything behind the scenes is going crazy you know you've got the boys uh who are you know working now for this uh the government agency who a regulatory agency who's supposed to keeping tracks of superheroes and keeping them in line so it's a little bit more legit than it used to be and you know every one of these characters has come a long way especially Huey from where he was in the first season and it's really cool to be able to see this type of growth in a character and remain steady because there's been too many times in the past where we've gotten burned by like character growth and none of it mattered so so far everything that's happened has mattered and is impactful on these relationships that all these characters are building and i'm still loving every second of this show i mean there's fucked up parts and there are things that i do not agree with that should not happen in real life obviously not just like the not just the twisted things but like people should never have to go through what a lot of these people in this show have gone through mentally physically and emotionally and it's it's interesting to have this show on right now during such a heavily politicized movement where like some of these characters are horrible fucking people like abusers to the 10th degree and you know it 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 how art imitates life is it's it's kind of like happening you know especially with the character the deep who was just the biggest piece of shit to starlight and now you have him still in the picture in four seasons whereas like you know every every fiber of my being is like blow this dude's fucking head off he's a piece of shit and should just be exploded and it but that's the political landscape that we're living in right now is these overly famous things too many people are getting left off the hook and then having second chances when are are not deserved and much like real life counterparts like he doesn't think he's that bad exactly second chance and i'm just like god too fucking real so it it is it's there's a lot of it now that's that's hard to watch uh to a point and what's keeping it from me just giving up it not giving up but like calling it quits on some of these characters is like you know i've read the comic i know that i they've veered very far away from it but i'm like i'm really like give these people their comeuppance you know what i mean like so many people have died (laughs) since the beginning of this show that i'm like i am waiting for these like spectacular deaths of these these superheroes and so you know some of them have been sent on redemption arcs, like real redemption arcs, like Maeve and everything like that. But 
I don't know. I, I'm 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 enjoying this show. I'm one episode ahead of you guys, so I'm going to try really hard to not go into it because it it does change the landscape a little bit in in that fifth episode, um, which came out depending on when you're watching this today. Although I'm you know six hours ahead, so I got the chance to watch it. So um, yeah, I mean I, I love the boys. It's written so well. Uh, er, Carl Urban, uh, uh, I think. Carl Lanslow, Lan- I don't remember his name. The guy who plays Mother Milk, Mother's Milk, MM. He's fantastic. Everybody in this show yeah, is man. just so good at at their characters and so good. I mean, the guy that plays fucking um, uh, Homelander, like Anthony Starr, I, in my opinion, is going to go down as one of the greatest villains in TV and movie history. Oh, it's like, just it, he's so well written. So well acted and portrayed, so twisted and evil, but like you see why he is like they made him this way, but also like he's saying it's so good. It's so good. And I love seeing him. It's great to see him, like Tim said, kind of finally like become the villain he was meant to be. And and he's actually like showing restraint in this season because he's calculating his decisions more, which is making him more, uh, terrifying more dangerous and terrifying because now he's not just like this, like rabid dog, like he's off the leash and he's choosing which direction he goes and it's changing everything. Oh, it's so fucked up, man. It, yeah. It's it, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to watch the next episode too, because there's a lot that happens and it's, it's good, and I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did did everybody see the the scenes with um, gunpowder and and uh, uh, and everything? Okay, so fun fact: that's Sean Patrick Flannery, like from the Boondock Saints. That's Sean Patrick Flannery as gunpowder, and I'm like, holy shit! Like uh, that was unexpected. Powder and like all these other movies, um, which is just wild to me. Um, but in this uh, this run that we've seen so far, uh, the 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 what do they call it? V twenty three compound V twenty three, where you get uh, temporary superpowers for twenty four hours, and we see that yes, apparently there are some serious side effects to this at the end, I believe, um, and it, it it really is changing the way this story is being told because it's finally leveling the playing field for these the boys who have had to work insanely hard, gather an insane amount of information, devise these ridiculous schemes to take down even like the lowest level superhero uh, or soups as they call them. Cause hero is a very loose term in this show. Um, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it, it's really making it a lot more interesting with, with their comp, their temporary compound V. So I, I'm excited for more of that because in the comics that happened a lot sooner. And so, I, I, you know, I was like this whole time, I was like, come on, like, that's like it started where like they got superpowers in the comics and now they're finally just getting to it. And they had a scene where it was, oh, it was so good. I'll get, to, I'm not going to do anything else. It's just something was pulled <laughs> straight from the comics. And I was like, oh, that would look so cool. So, so George. many flesh explosions. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's also uh, interesting room for like a few of the side characters to like see what's going on. I think Butcher's character has been kind of um, it's he, he's taken like an interesting route, but now I feel like because of the way the stakes are where they are and they are in the position that they are, 
Um, he's kind of circled back around where he started, sort of. Is, does that make any sense? Like, he, you kind of saw, like, this more human side that he had with his, you know, the, with the kid and the relationship that he had. Um, and then now he butchers, like, he's like, man, we're like, we, we, it kind of feels like we're back to where we started it, where it's like, we got to do, you know, whatever it takes. And I can't care about you guys because, like, we don't have yeah. any room for any error. And he's back to, like, doing whatever and putting and pushing everyone away again right and it's once again huey being like i'm still here you know but like the rest of the yeah. team is like i'm gone you know and yeah I'm him still, and huey had this huey weird strained relationship yeah. for a while i mean you could argue that him and huey had this relationship where it's strained from the beginning you know and and now they're actually kind of it's interesting they're kind of at the same spot now because it's like both of them are like man we we've both been fucked over so many times and we just keep on losing so badly that like finally he was like, I guess we're just gonna have to do it Butcher's way because there's no and th- maybe that was the last bit of validation Butcher always needed because Huey had always been kind of a moral fiber like character, right. and now that he's lost his Jiminy Cricket, like Butcher's like, all right, like you know, and then he, unfortunately it alienates him from like anybody else in his life because he's lost his conscience, you know, and his conscience has been kicked in the nuts so many times that. He can't so take it anymore. So many times he can't fucking take it anymore. Everything Man. with his girlfriend, everything with his ex-girlfriend who died, ex-girl, his previous girlfriend who died, like just all this terrible stuff has been happening to Huey. That and now being betrayed by someone who he thought he was his friend also, and all this whole year where he finally thought he, you know, he won, and it's like, no, you didn't really win. You've been working for the bad guys the whole time. Like, and he's yeah, just like, which... Man, I'm done. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I understand the frustration. He's just like, I'm done. So I think it's very interesting to see how. In a way, it's circled Butcher's storyline is circled back around, and I wonder if there's more chances for redemption from someone other than Maeve. Right? You kind of saw mm. a weird chance with um, what's his name, with A Train, for a minute, and yeah. you're like, "Whoa, is A Train gonna like turn his life around now that he does not able to use his powers?" But then you realize he's like, maybe he's just like, for him, it's a power play, and he's always been kind of a coward to begin with. You know, like is is it right. really his true self now that you're seeing, or is he gonna be able to overcome that hurdle? And become a better human being now that he no longer can ours. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Tim said side characters earlier, and it's it's interesting. This show is so well done. Uh, it it doesn't. Whenever we are seeing a side character story away from the main characters, it doesn't. They don't feel like side no, characters. No, it's don't. like it's like it feels like they're Even getting their Ashley, own narrative. Dude. Freaking Ashley yeah. getting her yeah. like who would have thought this assistant who's like this annoying PR lady from like the first season who like you didn't even you were she is like the definition of what you thought was like a toss away kind of like side character and now this season she's like getting her shit like after her all these people above her finally are all out of the way she is getting her like she is the boss lady now right she is number two just... she is like like you know she's the one calling the shots because now she has to be the one who controls Homelander but like you know now she's the one hold and it's funny to see how she's gonna rise and how she's gonna balance that right because it's like she's always had these layers of insulation from him and now it's like okay Ashley you've been thinking that you could like do this whole thing like now you're gotta handle him like it's you like that that actress she's got that down she's like she, she she's, she's from so she's from good. Jessica Jones remember okay. her she's Jessica's she? neighbor and Jessica Jones her, her brother remember. was like the twin guy who got killed by Kilgrave in that first season 
Uh, I, I barely remember that first season. So Everyone in this show is doing an amazing job acting. Oh, my God. Like, there is no weak link, like, at mm. all. Uh, it, it, it's... It's amazing. It's really incredible. It's a big. It's a big accomplishment. Have we? What was the end of episode four? Did were they? Oh my god! I, I don't know how to say this without going too far. Episode I four, think we it found was, out what's his face died. Um, Homelander, you know, figured it all out and turned on them. Took over the. Yes, I remember that. He got rid of Did, Edgar. Um, was there another? Killed, what's his name? The the guy, the new guy on the team. Yeah, that Charlie was intense. Boy, Frederick. You're like, Jesus, fuck, dude. Come on. Like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, and it turned out okay. that a train had turned on them because he ratted them out. I was like, the OK, then and I also, have to stop talking. <laughs> and also, uh, what's his name? Um, they explained. Yeah, supersonic. And then they explained yeah. to them that Alex, um, like the rest of the boys found out that Butcher was. With Huey, that's because what's her name got shot. Okay, so then you did see, you did see um, Jensen Ackles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we saw that he was in because so we saw uh, uh, what's his name use uh, Butcher use the superpowers in front of the boys, Mother Milk and and Frenchie and and mm-hmm. I don't remember her name. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, Katana. That's really who it is. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so you get to see that uh, this whole time they're searching for this weapon, this so this thing that can kill King Homelander. King Miko, thank you. Um, oh, they're they're looking for this thing that killed Soldier Boy. This thing they think can kill uh, Homelander because they're like, finally, fuck it, let's just take him down. Like fuck everything else, and let's just finish this. Which has a little bit more depth to it when it's you know Grace and Butcher talking. It's a little bit more you know layered and nuanced than just fuck it, let's kill him. Um, but you see that in, it, there was no weapon that killed Soldier Boy. It, it, he's still alive in this back to tank of 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 smoke, uh, and that's I believe that's how that ended. Um, because now I'm blending the next episode, <laughs> um, so I won't I won't say much more. But I think that I mean I kind of you kind of saw that coming, it, yeah, it, you yeah, know, totally. yeah, which is fine. And I bring him um, back, Jensen Ackles, just to fucking yeah, have this like callback scene, like yeah, yeah, on. yeah. So I, you know, I'm interested uh, to see where where it goes from there and and how this all plays out and and everything. Even though I know where it goes from there and and how some of that plays out, so I'll I'll keep my mouth shut. And on that note, before I say the wrong thing, are there any other final comments on the boys? Oh yeah. One of my favorite parts of the boys was when um when uh what's in his name? A-Train was doing the Pepsi commercial. Was that a Pepsi commercial? Oh, no, it was his energy drink. God, yeah, his energy dude. drink. It was like dude, a pure the stab at like the Kendall the Jenner Pepsi commercial. The shade on yes. it was so good. I was like, I was oh, like my oh my God. God they didn't God, even have, like, it looked almost shot for shot the same goddamn commercial. It was, good. It was, it was so good. Was, I was uh, like, oh, wow. That was such, shit. oh my God, dude. I was dude, like, I literally shit, was, they fucking did it. I was, I was like, watching that like I was watching a rap battle. I was like, oh. This was like, you know, if she was in the same room, we'd all be looking at her like, like, like to just no, to see her was... reaction. I, oh man. Uh, oh, man. they like, done fucked up with that one. That's oh, so, yeah. so good. It's fun. 
Um, uh, all right, so to keep watching your Amazon Prime, watch watch some more of the boys. We'll talk about the. I, is it eight episodes? Are we actually getting, or is it six? I don't remember. I, I hope it's know. eight. I'm tired of these six episode bullshits. Speaking of six episode bullshits, Miss um, Marvel has its second episode out. It's not bullshit. I'm not. It just Marvel keeps putting out six episodes. Miss um, Marvel has their second episode, and we talked a little bit about it last week, but we were a little more vague because Dan had not caught up. So this week. We are going to give it a, a, a pretty deep dive here. To, for It's only been two episodes, but we're really going to get into it now. I'm going to say this. We are at almost an hour, and I'm trying to keep these short. Fuck that. We are going to give this the time that it's due, because this is, is an excellent show that is being produced by Marvel, um, in that it is a very different Marvel show uh, from what they had. Should, um, there was a strange scene in this. First. Yeah, I will. Um uh, there was a, a strange scene in the second episode. Other than that, everything was ha, has been very good. So, um, just the quick recap of it: uh, we had uh, the first season was uh, first episode was her um, really going through her day to day and kind of discovering her powers, which was nice to see them do that really early on because I know that you know so many of these types of shows and, and stuff like to kind of prolong some of that as as long as they can to kind of keep the intrigue going, but. They gave it to you early, which was good, and then the second one was a little bit more, you know, a little bit more discussion on her powers and 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 how she can use them. But it had a lot more to do with uh, the socioeconomical status of uh, Middle Eastern people in the United States and their culture, which I really liked. So, Dan, I'm really intrigued to see what yeah, you have to say heard. on uh, Miss Marvel. Take I mean. What a breath no of fresh air. Like, compared to the stuff we've gotten, I remember saying about the Moon Knight that it we just feels like we're going through the motions and just trying to get the paycheck. Doesn't feel that way for this one at all. It feels like it feels like a new new sensation. Um <laughs> it, it every it just feels it just feels legit. It just feels fresh. It feels it's not groundbreaking, but it's it just feels authentic and I am just I I'm enjoying it. Maybe I'm a sucker for coming of age things uh in there as well. But this they're doing it just feels like they're doing it the right way. These kids actually look like they belong in high school. Finally, um, like it's I the the cultural significance is huge. I feel like they're giving. I feel like they're giving it. It's 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 time in the light. the The thing I wanted to talk most about today was the scene in the bathroom. Uh, with her friend, who unfortunately her friend's name. It's actually her cousin. What? What? What a great, yeah, beautiful scene. Yeah. Uh, and not just a Marvel show, but just in general for people of culture. The line where she says, "I want to make sure I get this right." She goes, "I was, I was too white for some people, and not white enough for other people." I like. I felt that. Like, you know there are people that can relate to that. And I just, I really appreciated seeing something like that in such a mainstream show. When, like, me as a straight white man feels the weight of that statement in a Marvel show, they're doing something right. 
Yeah. And I appreciated the fuck out of that. And from that moment forward, I thought, yeah. okay, here we go. Like real actual cultural significance. Uh, I, I'm, I, I hope, and I hope they keep it up. Yeah. Um, I was so proud to be a Marvel fan uh, in in that moment. Um, I know it's never going to really be as good as it should be uh, to an extent, but in that moment, it felt that way. And I was just, ugh, I was a little choked up. It was great. Um, and so even from that moment on, uh, it, it felt like... I, I don't know. Like I felt like I I've, I felt like I understood this culture a little more. You no, know, the mom especially. You know, saying <laughs> what was the stuff in the car? Saying, like, "Oh, this is my fault." You know, I I I'm the reason yeah. you guys you know the guilt. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I've experienced something similar as my Ukrainian grandma. Like uh, it, it's I uh, I just I, I I like it. I like seeing that play such a strong. It's like a almost it's almost its own role in the show, and I I love that. Um, that being said, uh, the show itself, it's good. It's fun. It's fresh. You know, the her powers are a unique kind of uh, I think glittery, and I think it's because we've gotten, you know, I think it's because of Mr. Fantastic is going to be too similar looking with the stretching, uh, and maybe they're searching, they're trying to have her own have her own unique kind of style and feature. Uh, which I understand it's a little bit much, but they are not just doing it for the sake of doing it. It seems like they're having it actually be that way for a reason. Uh, the line, uh, we don't know how she escaped the train, but she followed a trail of stars is like, okay, she's, they're referring to something that what she's been doing with her powers, there's some connection there. And as long as there's a narrative reason, it's all good. Like I know there are people complaining about it, but I think it's fine. It's a lot, but it's I mean it's very cool visually. I don't know, it's not not a whole lot to complain there. I think it's kind of cool to see. Um yeah, I'm really excited to, for this show. I'm you know, I don't have a like high stakes for it. I'm just enjoying it for what it is. Um and which in their I I'm I'm not, I don't always feel that way. They're making me feel that way. Like they're, they've built a kind of like atmosphere for where you don't, you're not expecting her to like do something ridiculous. She's going to do what she can do throughout the show because they set those expectations. And I'm totally cool with that. And I feel like most people watching the show will feel that way as well. Um, you know, we're all rooting for the kid. We're all, we're all Marvel fans. We were all, we all kind of ever been in her shoes and now we get to see a Marvel fan become a Marvel hero. And that's exciting. It's like, we're rooting for our friend. Like, yeah, like go Kamala. Like it's, it's a fun, it's a fun juxtaposition. Um, I, I, I'm really excited to see what happens with this, uh, with her, with her aunt or is that just a, just a relative? Grandmother, okay. Great grandmother. Uh, great grandmother, okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, good big ups to them. Uh, cultural significance is important, and I'm glad to see it play such a huge role. Yeah, yeah, George. Um, since I talked about, I agree 100% with what Dan said. Um, and just like I like it because it's like a visually like appealing and stunning. So much, you, you, Dan. Do you understand when I said this is like their version of Scott Pilgrim? Like it right, yeah, felt totally. like a Scott Pilgrim Marvel film. 
which I never Dude, thought I yeah. would see. Really? And it really did on so many weird, like the, the artistic style, the drawing, the weird stuff happening in the background, all the little Easter it's eggs good. that when you they're see. They're just like moving from scene to scene. Scene and stuff of in the like this visually so cool. like just fantastic and appealing to your eyes. Like, and even with the powers, it's very visually appealing. Like there's something about it that looks special. And I, I can't wait to see how it, it works with in, in, in conjunction with like Captain Marvel and also with Monica Rambeau and how she's going to be able to play with energy with the three of them all together. And it's just, it, 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 you could see the hints of that Cree kind of, uh, energy that, that Monica and even especially Captain Marvel has, scene in, in her movie as well so i really love that um i just wanted to point out because since i talked so much about last episode um i wanted to point out what i thought was one of the coolest parts of um the show is, is like it has a lot of similar characteristics to a lot of like um teen s- stories and even so much so a uh, coming age of one like um with spider-man if you juxtapose this movie with a lot of Spider-Man stuff, especially when he was high school and just getting his powers, more so the Tobey Maguire episode, you know, movies and also sure, Andrew Garfield sure. than than actual, you know, this ver- our version of it. But um, a lot of Tobey Maguire feelings coming back of like figuring out her powers and training montage and trying it all out. And then um, finally, um, there's even that scene where they do like um, when they're at the Eid party um for for the carnival and they do the thing where they talk about all the different groups like there's the insta guys and then there's the like whatever yeah. and all these and then they go to the illuminantes and i just like was yeah. laughing my head off because i was like what a great <laughs> nod to like dr strange you know like the illuminantes you know who like run the mosque and like all the pin good. and no oh so and like are the ones secretly like <laughs> moving the chess pieces because they're the most important so group to get voted into the board for nakia you know so it's just like i i i illuminantes uh, yeah oh i, I couldn't i couldn't i just giggled a little <laughs> inside i was like <laughs> and it's like it's a very typical thing like you watch a lot of teen movies they all have that one weird scene like even in um mean girls in 10 things i hate about you and all these different scenes where it's like they're showing you the different clicks inside a lunch group and you know maybe not so in our high school because our high school was freaking huge but like definitely had that feeling in junior high you know yeah, how like, can you say not necessarily in our well, high, sure, school. high school our high school, is, our high school is very okay, clicky but i'm the thing going is, i'm going on record for a second is, our, our high school was, was the huge. basis for mean girls man it is it's yeah. such Literally a huge school that why we don't that movie exists same, we don't yeah. all eat in the same lunchroom do you know what i'm saying that's my point is our school is huge and we don't eat in the same lunch period and we don't all eat in the same lunchroom because the clicks fair. are so huge and time. so many that there are people who just don't even eat like their click doesn't even go to the same areas of recreation and feeding as like the rest of the school. I was one of those people. I was like, I don't want to go to that lunchroom. I'm going to the scrounge. Like, I don't want to, I'm going to the corner. I don't want to go to who goes to the lunch. Like who's even in you the said, lunchroom? We, you know? Freshman, sophomore year, sure. not to give away too much of our history, but freshman, sophomore year, we were for sure up there. I was a huge scrounge rat. Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> Okay. Nice shout out to like yeah. um I don't know if the this was how it was timing wise. Nice shout out to kind of turning red. That whole scene of her needing a tampon that time yeah. of the month inside the bathroom. I was like, oh my god, this is like turning red. I love it. <laughs> like it's 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 like a good little nod to that. I love it. 
It's like coming of age, but it's like, oh, you know, Kamala, like every single girl goes through this, but she's like, no, this is not the same thing, you know, like, yeah, that's yeah. just exactly but, the same thing that's happening in Turning Red. So I, I love it. Yeah. So I, I am, I am definitely uh, enjoying this show quite a bit. Um, a lot of it is, is the visuals, like, like you were saying, that Scott Pilgrim esque And if you can see by our, our wonderful background that we have on on everything that's kind of the style of it you know you see these these drawings overlaid on on the um on everything and it's really cool and really fun to see and it's like it's pulled straight from the comics which i really you know the nostalgia and the comic book nerd in me is really loving that part of it um but i mean yeah she doodles yeah and and the story is intriguing you know it's it's interesting i'm 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 this is I believe, if my memory serves, this is like the first true origin story we're getting as a television show. I mean, one could argue Hawkeye with with Kate Bishop, but I mean, that was more of like a mentor-mentee type thing, taking someone under their wing, whereas this is like a young girl, uh, you know, going through a lot in life as it is, uh, dealing with uh, uh, her family life, her social life, and then putting in that she has superpowers on top of that. Like, it's becoming, you know, it, it is. It's very much this generation's Peter Parker. You know, the more relatable situations for everyone, I, I, uh, uh, for I young girls and women in this country can can go through. So it's cool to see that they're, one, uh, bringing the culture forward and doing it right. And we were talking about this earlier, how... Moon Knight will always be the first one to bring that to light, you know, with, with like a cultural superhero, uh, Egyptian superheroes, um, and that kind of stuff. But that kind of was more like Egyptian mythology and like the gods and the history of everything. Whereas this is more like, what is it like to be Muslim in America? What is it yeah. like to to grow oh. up here and have this freedom of America shoved in your face, but then have you know, your, your customs and, and religions and everything still be a part of it. Like, where's the balance? I, I cannot speak to any of this. I've never gone through any of that. Obviously, you know, I'm just some white guy. Um, I, I've been very adjacent to it, you know, uh, my whole life. I, you know, I mean, George is one of my best friends. I've known him for almost 30 years. Um, and so, you know, s saying I know what people are going through would be a lie. I can only say that uh, it, it is very nice to see this brought to light and that mm -hmm. I hope the people that need to see this uh, see it and that they gain something from it and that it helps everyone through life and that they become better for it. And I, I applaud Marvel in what they're doing in, in that they're doing it right. There have been things like this done uh, in the past and they have definitely felt like cop-outs. Um, I can't come think of anything on the spot but there have these have been done throughout time where a studio has been like all right well here's our uh, one thing fuck off leave me alone for the next 10 years but this is really like this is something that the writers feel you know that they're that this is something i feel like something like this has not the superpowers but has happened to some of these writers and they want it kind of to be known and, and i love seeing that on screen i love different representation i love it more you know like I, I don't necessarily want to relate to characters anymore because i've related to characters my whole life i've i peter parker this was you know for me spider-man peter parker was my relatable thing but a white nerdy person i'm not as smart as parker but like that was what i grew up with and i've seen it and i like being able to see and learn things 
and be entertained at the same time. I love Mindless, don't get me wrong. I'm going to go watch Futurama probably in a little bit and just tune out and just let myself, my brain turn off. But being able to see different points of view and have a story be told so perfectly and so well is, like Dan said, refreshing. It's very nice. Um, I am... I'm, Excited to see where this goes. Um, the end of that second episode did not go where I thought it was going to. That that came up much sooner than I anticipated. Um, so basically, you see this uh, dreamy, uh, you know, new senior gets entered into the uh, uh, school and and wow. yeah, come I mean, on. We and, and, something was up. We don't yeah. like this to where this is before. I'm, like I'm not gonna lie, I didn't call it. Uh, uh, I, it was called next to me, and she was like, "That's that." I see this. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah, okay." It didn't go the direction that either of us thought, but I'm intrigued by wanting to see. Uh, like, I thought that this guy was going to be part of that government facility that yeah, is yeah, looking yeah. for. Yeah, but then it turns the guy, out the it's, guys, the guy interviewing Chloe is actually also the guy who was interviewing Peter Parker in Spider Man when he got arrested. So okay, a couple. It's the same I'm going agent. It's theories. the same agent where they're from. Um, damage control. What? You know, from the damage control. Are they damage controls? The, yeah, that damage is? control. They're technically damage control, but it's like, like damage control no longer run by Stark. You know, it's just all government now. So are we? We were thinking it's going to be like, is this aim or what will eventually Ooh. be aim, um, or something? You know, like a secret infiltration of aim, and then. You see these drones kind of coming Just, uh, yeah, towards the end, and, they, and they've got that classic green kind of lighting and aura. Whereas AIM in the comics and in games and and everything, their um, electricity or whatever it may be, it's always been like green illumination. They wear these goofy yellow suits, but like you know, their monsters that they have, they're real big and they have like a green tube coming out of it, or like the electric pulses coming from their weapons have green pulses. Maybe I'm looking too far into it, probably, but I think that would be pretty cool to see that in this show. It would be a good time to introduce a new oh, organization man. because you're going to need something going forward other than you know, we've seen the Illuminati, but how much are they going to play in our universe? And then you've seen, you know, the Thunderbolts are being formed, but like, where's this other organization? There's got to be two organizations, otherwise there's going to be a monopoly here going on. But my other question is, uh, you know, this is just speculation and there really is nothing to do with the show, but do you think we will see Carol Danvers or Monica Rambeau in this show? Even so much as like a after credit cameo at the end of the fifth or sixth episode. It would feel like a huge disservice to not have Carol Danvers at least like say hello in like a post credit scene. Uh, but or Monica, I think or Monica. I feel like a Monica Rambo is a it's much more, more realistic uh, expectation as well. Yeah, uh, I don't know about Carol Danvers. I don't know. Brie Larson's gotten pretty big for her britches. Who knows if she's gonna be. Uh, is her her agent's gonna allow her to stoop to television level? Um, I mean, this but, is not television. I mean, she this hosted is... a Jimmy Kimmel Live episode. I mean, yeah, that on. was a while ago now, man. I don't know. That's I don't know, man. She's also got contractual obligations that probably went into play well before. Like they knew this was That's coming true. when That's she true. came into it. You well, know, see, so I I think I, they have. I think they kind of have to have her at least. Like, more likely like than minutes. anything else, though, is um, she gets kind of a same kind of post credit scene or ending scene that Monica got 
I bet you she's not even Free there. I bet she comes gets like, like a, I bet she gets like a video scene. Like she's like on a laptop saying hello yeah. to her. Like I bet that's that seems more realistic. Do, do you think I, they Superman it at the end of Shazam, where it's just no. like neck down? That, that was different. That was they don't know if Cavill's gonna be Superman. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Um, I you know I Tim I can't help but like think about you brought up aim. And that brings up the age-old question that me and Tim have talked about many times before. How do you, or do you at all, portray MODOK on screen? And I mean, the answer is probably not. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, that would be awesome, dude. I want him to be... <laughs> no, it, it, it can't be, it Pat. Be I would love it. But <laughs> what, 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 you can... Look, you can do... You can do MODOK. I, I don't think that the problem cool. is... Is that? I, know, I mean, I mean, we've got the Hulk. You know, he's a giant green CGI. Yeah, the you Hulk can do... looks, looks all right still. If you, yeah, the way that Modok is drawn would be quite disgusting to see. Well, I mean, you're gonna shine it up and you know make it look semi presentable. Um, I mean, looks it, like it, a big jack dude. That's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like this would be like oh, the skin's all wrinkly and fucked up, and this is gigantic. It's it, it is a gigantic I mean, meme, and the memes would be endless. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, but I don't know. They what basically did it already in the Green Lantern. It's the same giant headed right. thing. Now yeah, I just it put, didn't go very well. Now did it? <laughs> well, I mean, but like that movie was terrible. He would be great, actually. You you know, pick a big sure. head, just put a, an apparatus Star's around card? him and with tiny little arms. Um, but uh, I think I think it's doable. Honestly, I do. I mean, you know, we're we're gonna get uh, we've gotten comic accurate everything to this point, other than. Uh, in the Marvel universe, not consider not including some of the earlier ones that were not MCU. So I mean, I, I think it's doable, and it, you know, I, I think they can make it uh, uh, not be completely ridiculous. So maybe they do. Maybe they maybe they make it. Maybe they ground it. Maybe they do like a, a an X two thousands X Men style where they have you know it's like a bigger head but not quite as crazy and over the top cartoonish. Whereas like you know the X Men had like their black leather instead of their crazy colors. So, you know, I mean, there's ways to bring it around. And I think they did something, the MCU did something recently where it was not a completely comic accurate something or other. Maybe it was DC. I don't remember. I remember watching something and being like, why, why change it? We can do, you can do, you've shown that you can do anything at this point in time. Like yeah. you gave, you gave Captain America that stupid, really bright, Ugh, ugly costume in the Avengers. Like, why not make anybody every other costume? You know what I mean? Yeah. I hated that costume, but <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm interested. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, I, you know, there's not a ton like right now that I've been like have theories on what's going to happen. I could go on with the boys, but you know, that's a whole different story. This is like a much bigger thing to grab from in the MCU. You know, so even like. What was the last one pre Moon Knight? Like Hawkeye. I wasn't like sitting there and like, oh, we're gonna get blah 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 blah. Like it wasn't as intriguing. So right. I uh, hopefully will uh, they will deliver a little we, bit better with this one. We still haven't really been introduced to the antagonists of this show yet. I we have. We have. Oh, we just don't know it. Maybe is that is that what you're well, saying? I think it's. I think it's the great grandmother. Yeah, it's. I think oh. it's also. I also think like the the government agency oh. is kind of like overall ooh i wanted to say that i at in the beginning 
of the before the show came out they the how she got her powers was kind of announced that it was like these bangles that gave her her powers and and i was one of those fanboys who was kind of like ah, like why why change this so drastically you know what i mean like there's not really a need you can you, it's been proven you can tell almost any story now and people will just eat it up and they won't care but uh, they did glance over, I think it was the second episode where they were talking, like, you know, going through some of the training montages and, and learning about her powers. So they're like, look, they're like, oh, it appears that the power doesn't come from the bangles. It's something inside of you. And the bangles brought it out, which I liked that little. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. So it's still her uh, yeah. being in the comic. She's technically an inhuman or, or, or uh, is what they classify her as. So. Um, you know, maybe something like that will be brought around, and it does look like it's since they're bringing in the great grandmother and the great grandmother had those powers. That it does look like it's something genetic, which I, I do like, and I think it'll be. Uh, they did that powers, right. Yeah, they did it well the enough. Way, where I'm like, yeah. I think her powers have to look the way they do. Is also because like we've just been introduced to, they're fantastic, and just don't want to double up on powers like that right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fine. Part of, yeah, I was saying that earlier. I don't have a problem with her powers. I don't like. I th they're visually entertaining. Um, her learning how to use them is fun. I, I like that she's not just suddenly amazing at it, which they've done. You know, too many superhero things in the past, uh, or even you know, they didn't raise Skywalker the shit out of it. Where suddenly she's amazing, and you're like, oh, all right. She's yeah. never wielded a lightsaber before, but she can take on kylo ren all of a sudden you know so um it, i like that that they're actually giving it its due time for her to understand her powers and and, and figure it out so um yeah I, I i like it um i want more of it you know is it wednesday yet come on what's going yeah. on how, how do we let's, <laughs> let's let's do this thing marvel come on i like how Let the me first binge time, for the love of god i like how like she like she messes up she messed up like not during her right. like rescue it's yeah good. That, like it showed that it wasn't just like a smooth like it showed that she still got a lot to learn about herself and the powers and like what it means to be a hero that this is just the beginning because that was a botched rescue <laughs> like you know it yeah, was good no, and that's good that's good it was, I can it land was it on a, a botched car. rescue you know like he like landed the poor kid on a car like yeah it's I just like why you know there's there's I, I kind of get it, but there's this this trope about like not telling people your secret identity. You know, like she the one kid knows or her her best friend knows, but like her cousin who like she appears to be insanely close with and like has is there for her in her time of need. And like, why doesn't she just tell her? Like, well, it's it, there's you can have more than one person be the person that knows and still have your story be able to be told. So it, it gets it becomes the NWO after a while, once more and more and more and more people start <laughs> to know and it starts to become less and less and less meaningful. But in the beginning, if you've got one or two people, you should read too much into it. I think you know, I'm just she had tired a moment. of the thing. That's all. I get you, but I think, you know, you just got to put yourself in the position of her, and she yeah. is well aware. She's a Marvel fan. She knows the, the risks of exposing more people you care about to your identity, yeah. and that puts her in danger, and she... I'm, you can see... All that I care about is that you see a reasoning, and we saw the moment 
uh, in her brain. She wanted to in that moment. And you mm-hmm. could tell. And she chose not to. And that's all that matters. Uh, whether yeah. she reveals it to her or not is, you know, it, it, it doesn't really. I mean, I don't, I don't say it doesn't matter, but it's it's not. It's it's up to her. And she's making this decision. And we see her making these decisions as we go yeah. along. And, I mean, that's just one instance who's, you know, I'm, I, I feel like she'll reveal it to her eventually. It'll be difficult yeah. not to. Um, I mean, this, this is just how the how villains are made, though, you know? Betrayal I, of trust and stuff like that. So who knows? Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. I still am under the... I don't know this for sure. Uh, if I had to... You say it's the it's the grandma. I'm starting to feel like her best friend might be a villain if he's might become one. You know? Uh, become Bruno. one? Sure. sure. I, you know, it's, it just but, seems But remember, like, we don't talk about Bruno. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm on the podcast now. Um, I'm quoting officially. <laughs> all right. Have you seen Encanto yet? Yeah. It was good. It was good stuff. Um, right. No, you're right. I mean, I can kind of. They, it seems like they're sort of hinting in in that direction. Either that, or it, it comes around. Who knows? It, it could go either way with that one. Um, the other uh, weird theory that I thought w- would be aim that that we thought over here was like the those agents that they have investigating. Do they just not seem cartoonish? Yeah. And yeah, like just like over really the top. Like I don't know if that was agent. was that a choice? Typical bad government was agent. That, yeah, but like because like aim is is, oh, is kind of cartoonical <laughs> in a sense. You know what I mean? It's this sort of cartoonical. Yeah. It's a it word I said it during it's very it is <laughs> very comical. <Yeah. laughs> right. They're like just okay. like really anything a, short of them like twirling a mustache, you know? Like, <laughs> Right, and just twisting it at the end. Yeah, so like it, you I, know, it, yeah, it could be whatever. an aim. It could be that they're just, you know, uh, well, they could just be dumb aim agents. You know, because aim hasn't. The higher ups in aim are great. Their lowers are fucking idiots. All historically, so I'm like, mm, could it be? I don't know. So I don't know. That it, it it I'm I want to know more. You know, it did say D O D C uh, on one of their vests. I believe is what I saw. Yeah, Department of Damage um, Control. Yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, but who knows? Hopefully, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be AIM. I know it, but I think it would be cool. I think it's a good point to do it, I mean, a, a good time to do it. It's interesting to see because, like, um, without, like, the overall, you know, once again, this goes back to, like, no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. overseeing, like, the, the catch-all umbrella, right, of all these things. So, like, a lot of these little organizations have been, you know, just separated with S.W.O.R.D. and then also with how you see this department of mm. damage control. And it's just like, just like really badly yeah, done bureaucracy, which is like typical of government, you know? And it's like when the more you separate, the more bureaucracy there is, like you noticed it's just like lowest common denominator for the street level agent. Like it's like, that's <laughs> just how it works. Or it is gonna, you know, end up more, uh, what's it called? Um, again, that's like a fury agency. You know, it, it's like one of his newer yeah, things. Yeah, he's running sword time. actually, well, yeah. at least and from so, a distance, you know. But he also had that. the problem is, is his lower down, you know, the people who were taking over sword on the day to day basis and running it are like shitty guys with their own, like, you know, mm-hmm. their own agendas. And you see that obviously play out in WandaVision. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's what's going on in the department of damage control too is that these agents whether they aim or not have their own agenda or just are really bad bureaucracy agents like 
or bureaucrats. So well, I'm I'm I've yeah. My earlier theory about needing two agencies is it's true, but I don't. It's not aim because we've got sword and we've got the thunderbolts who are going to be horrible. like a, another agency. It's type it's thing. funny also maybe in the same trope of like immigrants and the fact that she's an immigrant. You know, like they did a lot of like was he was she Hispanic? Was she like? You know, like all this stuff because they could yeah. tell she wasn't white, so they just went through and then they were like, "We're gonna like round up everyone in all the like the Muslim Middle Eastern like com- like neighborhoods and stuff like that." So, in a way, maybe they're playing that. Um, like in America, who are U.S. listeners, we have ICE, which is like the Department of Immigration. They're like the guys in in the in the SUVs like rounding up immigrants here. So, like maybe that's like the same yeah. in that same vein. Could be. It, it could be a red herring. Could be that they're not the villains. You know what I mean? It could be that they're trying to do good. Who knows? You know, Who knows? They, but they're we'll just see. inept. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, again, we're just going to have to wait and see. We got another week. We'll have another another episode and talk about it. Um, other than that, I mean, that's that's all we've got, folks. We've gone about an hour and a half. Um, we've talked a little bit more than, than expected, but three shows. 30 minutes each. That's what you get. Um, yeah. Anybody got anything to bring up? Or are we, nope. are we signing off? I got it up. This is good. This is good. This is good time. Yeah. yeah good. good. Awesome. So if you had a good time at any point in time during this, please make sure to go check out the YouTube channel at The Modern Nerd. Um, you know, you can follow all the socials that I have up here. If you want just the audio, you can go to the uh, Spotify. You can follow my Twitter and uh, Instagram for when we're going to be going live. Usually the live is here on GJC327, our gracious host. Um, otherwise, you know, check me out on Twitch on my own stream, SirSlice13. Uh, I will be up there usually playing Stardew, probably some Fortnite. Um, you can catch Smerchandise here on his Instagrams, but he will also generally be on our Stardew um, uh, uh, streams. So you'll be able to chat with him, chat with me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm above you, point up. <laughs> um, so, you know... Like and subscribe everywhere. Give George a, a like and subscribe. Check out the, again, the, the YouTube is where you're going to find everything um, that we've done here. And the Spotify is where you're going to find everything we did before. So like and subscribe. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, as always, we have been the Modern Nerd and we will see you next time.